All right. Thank you guys for coming and listening to While No One Was Watching. This is um, a show on how Triple J's just come together and talk about uncomfortable things that happen <laughs> to everybody. Um, and, you know. What an introduction. Yeah, I know. Very I awkward, love it. huh? Yeah. Uh, well, I call us the Triple J's because, you know, my name is Jackie. I'm Jay. I'm Josie. And, you know, Triple J's, you know, it's it's a thing. It's going to happen, right? <laughs> Ten <laughs> years from now, we're going to take hey, off. this podcast called Triple J in the morning. <laughs> Triple J's in the morning. <laughs> um, it's pitch black outside. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, for our first trial episode, we are talking about the note and topic of death and how it has affected each one of us personally in our life. So I'm going to be questioning Josie. <laughs> wow. Asking questions. Interrogation, right? Let me stand up a little bit straight here. On how... Did you do it? <laughs> You're not a cop? <laughs> <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. Oh, no. shit. Watch uh, out. <laughs> <laughs> on how it, like, death affected Josie and his life. Right. So okay. Do you feel comfortable talking about this sure. topic? I mean, yeah. I've I've talked about it before off podcasts and stuff, so I don't see the issue with talking about it live or whatever this is. Okay. <laughs> whoa, fuck. Whoa, hey. Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. Duck, you know, it's only my podcast. <laughs> 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 That's rude. It's our podcast. Uh, start crying now. All right, let's get it. all my lawyers get involved. That's <laughs> how my lawyers get involved. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Uh, so how has death affected you in your life? Well... Not in a very positive way, obviously, you know. Uh, for me personally, what I have to do with the death of my uncle is uh, the one that really sticks out to me. You know, I think when it comes to any familial deaths and things like that, um, that was the one that really hit the hardest for me and uh, really affected me the most growing up. Kind of left a lasting impression. Probably wasn't the healthiest. Mm-hmm. Um, the time frame's a little iffy just because it's not a time I like to look back on. You know, in recent years I have just to come to grips with what happened and how it affected me. I feel like I really did a lot of uh, growing when it came to that. For the longest time, I just refused to acknowledge it, you know? So I'm sure, you know, if my sister was here or something, she'd be like, you weren't eight or nine, you were probably like 13. And that's fair. I mean, honestly, I probably was. You know, like if I were to ask anybody in my family, they'd probably tell me like you weren't as young as you might have thought. But preteens is still young. Like, yeah, but you know what I'm saying, though, where it was just like, to me, I perceived it that I was a lot younger than I probably actually was. And um, that's not a healthy thing that uh, I blocked it out that much where I don't know how old I was. Something as simple as that, you know, like how old were you when your uncle died? Couldn't tell you. No idea. For something that important and how it affected me as a human being and in my growth, not a good, not a good thing that uh, I couldn't pinpoint it, you know. Like you should, I should have some idea about it, but I didn't and I don't, but yeah, I wasn't very close with him. It's not the fact that it wasn't him specifically dying that bothered me. You know, I think at that age, it was more just about how it affected everybody around me, you know, seeing what death can do to other people, how ugly it can be, the fallout, the emotional, I guess, torment that comes along with it is, um, something that I'm not fond of and kind of bothers me even to this day about it but to talk specifically about it it was probably couldn't even tell you probably sixth grade i think is like 
the earliest that I can remember thinking about it. The most I can say about how he died, because I do know that, was just um, he killed himself by walking out into traffic and he got hit by a car. That's a terrible way to go. It's even more terrible for the driver that hit him, you know. You have to live with that for the rest of your life, and that's just unfair. But I don't remember specifically the lead-up to it. Like, I don't remember any phone calls, any family meetings or anything like that that was like, we got to go to a funeral or anything. I just woke up one day, and then they told me, like, we're going to a funeral. We got you a suit. Got me a suit. Fucking crazy. I remember that. I had to wear, like, a little... Not tuxedo, because that's weird. You don't wear a tuxedo to move. But it's a black tie thing, you know, like with the, 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 the dress pants and the white shirt and the 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 blazer. The blade, the black blazer, thank you. I remember that uh, they just told me that. They were like, we got to go to some fucking place. I don't even remember where. I think it was south of the border. I think we actually had to drive there. All I remember is that in the square, there was a giant Mexican flag. And when I say giant, I mean like fucking giant. Like, that thing was the size of, like, a fucking building. Welcome to the capital of Mexico. I That makes sense to me, yeah. It's probably what it was. But like I said, I was just too young. I didn't know what anything was, you know. But I remember that was in the square, and then um, we ended up going to, like, a little funeral home afterwards. But for, first, we went to, like, a really nice hotel. Couldn't tell you anything about that. I don't remember anything about that. Very little... See, here's the thing about my memory is that it's very spotty just because of, you know, several head injuries and stuff like that. So it gets really confusing to me when I start thinking about past events and whether or not they were specifically blocked out by me or just simply forgotten because of head trauma. So it's very hazy. But I remember we woke up one morning and then um, I had to get dressed and we went to the funeral home, which was not terribly far from it, but uh, it was an open casket. So... We actually saw him lying there and everything, and then you know, it was me, my um, four other siblings, and then everybody. Mind you, I'm the youngest in my family. Uh, I think my brother probably has seven years on me. I'm 25 right now. He's probably 32, 33, I think. So he's seven years older than me, and then from there on, it like staggers out. Like every two years, there's a kid that pops out. So... Everybody at that time, I think, is already, like, well into their teens. You know, I'm still, like, a kid, barely breaking 10, I believe. So everybody's kind of dealing with it in their own way. Nobody really wants to tell me what's going on. Everybody's just trying to shelter me from what's really happening. And, you know, you're just a kid. You're here. Have fun. Whatever. And it's like, what's going on? You know, like, everybody we know is here. You know, like, everybody from our family that we don't really see a lot is here. And I don't... I'm looking around and I don't understand it for the life of me, you know, like I'm trying to talk to people and everything and people are shooing me away, get out of here, you know, you're too young for this, whatever. And um, I remember like my dad, up until this point, my relationship with my father was always strained. I think now the best way to describe it is that we're estranged. We live in the same household, but me and my dad don't talk about anything at all. It's crazy to think about that, you know, because, you know, other people's relationship with their fathers is probably like way better. You know, you probably ask your dad how his day's been and shit like that. You know, what'd you do today? Not me. I, like, because of this specific event, I, I just can't see him in the same way. And that's, that's terrible. You know, it really is. It's not his fault. It's honestly just mine. My perspective of him completely changed um, during this. And then, it wasn't just me, though. I mean, he changed, too, because of this. It, it definitely affected him and not for the better. 
But yeah, I remember my father at the time, um, strongest man in the world to me, you know, superhero in my eyes, uh, grabbed me by the hand, and my mother was just pleading with him and just crying, don't let him see this, you know, he's too young, he doesn't need to know. And my father was like, he has to know. This is what this is what life is, you know. This is what it this is what it ends up being. And again, you know, I'm too young. I don't no idea what's going on. I don't know what he's going to show me. And then we get up to the casket, and then you know, there there's his brother just lying dead. He's just looking at him and not saying a word to me, just holding my hand. And he's just looking at him, looks to me, looks back at him, and that's pretty much it. Like he just, I don't know, I don't know what it was. I think he just felt guilty about doing that to me, you know, about, because my father's not a very expressive man, if I'm being honest with you, you know, we don't say anything with words, we learn forms of communication through our parents and everything, so the one that I learned was nonverbal cues, so facial expressions, gestures, how to read people, stuff like that, because that's how we communicated, you know, my dad could shoot me a look and I'd immediately know what he was thinking. So my father was always nonverbal, and then I was honestly okay with that because, like I said, you know, to me, I understood that. I, can, I could speak that to him and everything, but in that moment, I could just see it in his eyes and his face and his expression and all that, that he truly felt bad about what he did right then and there, you know, when he pretty much forced me to walk up to the casket and just acknowledge the fact that there was a human being in there, you know. Somebody's dead. His brother's dead. And um, so I guess like right when he realized that, he let go of my hand and then my mom grabbed me and, you know, she's crying. She's hysterical. <sighs> not because um, not because his brother's dead, but because of what it's doing to everybody, mm-hmm. what it's doing to her family, to her husband, her kids. Think about that. Horrible. You know, My uncle didn't have a lot of people in his life. That was his decision. That's what he wanted to do. He wanted to be homeless. So he was homeless. He wanted to kill himself. So he killed himself. In a selfish way. To me, I... I don't like suicide because of that. But that's just because, to me, it was like... Because of this specific thing that happened, I don't don't view suicide as an option to me. I have suicidal thoughts. I have tendencies to hurt myself. They're not suicidal, but they're still meant to hurt me. And um, I feel like it all stems from that, you know, my hatred. Of, like It truly is, truly. I can say 100% with all my heart that I hate suicide. I hate it. It's a terrible thought, terrible way to think about anything. Somebody's suffering so much that they have to kill themselves. And the way I perceive it is that it's a coward's death. How fucked up is that? That that's how I perceive suicide. You're a coward. That's not a good way to look at it. You shouldn't look at somebody struggling and think like you're a fucking coward. You know, you should look at somebody struggling and then go like, "What can I do to help you? What can anybody do to help you? It doesn't even have to be me." But just the fact that because of this specific situation, the specific circumstances, all lined up for me to walk away with that mentality of just, I don't like suicide. I hate it. Um. But going back into it, it was, um, so my mom grabs me. She's crying because, again, you know, her family's falling apart in her eyes, her world, you know. I'm starting to cry because I'm starting to see my dad across the room crying for the first time in my life. 
Never seen him cry. At all. That was painful. It was fucking painful to watch. Because this man who's always so quiet, who's always so um, stoic, you know? Brick wall. And in my eyes, he's just crumbling. And I know from that moment on, whenever I look back on it, I always see it as just, that was the day when he broke and he decided that he didn't want to be fixed. Because his brother just died. His brother just killed himself. So to him, that was the end, you know? He still had family. I'll give him that. Like, he definitely had family, but I don't know. Nobody really reached out, you know? We were, we're not a very close-knit, extended family, none of that, you know? What you have around you is what you have. That was how. That's how it works in my family, you know? If somebody's close to you, they're close to you. If you don't talk to this person, you don't talk to them, you know? If you only see them at family gatherings, that's it. You know, that's all you're going to see them for. We're not going to go over to their house and celebrate like shit. That was just how our family worked. Couldn't tell you why. Not like I had to say in it, right? I was like fucking 10. What am I going to do? Mommy, mommy, can we go to the fuck out of here? I don't want to go do shit. Fuck you, <laughs> you <little> bastard. <laughs> fuck what you want. <laughs> yeah, fuck what you want. Who gives a shit? But so I'm watching my father break down. It's a painful breakdown because he's not. Ugly crying. He's crying with a straight face. Just tears. You know? And, um... I don't know why I laughed there. I'm just remembering other stuff with it. Yeah, so... That happens, and then... Honestly, the funeral was really short. It was probably... Just because we had to travel... Three days? Three days. Just 365 days of the year. And these three days stick out to me like a sore fucking thumb crazy is that insane isn't it yeah. um but we didn't stay long you know we stayed for the funeral some stuff happened there uh can't really remember what i think my dad got in an argument with my mom he said some shit that he couldn't take back my mom just took it because my mom's very old school and she's like you stand by your man no matter what you know he's all i had when i came here he's all i'm gonna have after i'm here that's how that's her mentality even, you know, after what this did to him and how it changed him as a, as a man, she just, she refuses to leave him. She doesn't want to. The love for him that she has is very fairy tale like Unfortunately, this isn't a fairy tale. You know? Yeah. That happens. My dad starts arguing with my mom more and more and more. He starts hitting the bottle more and more and more. He stops going to work. Stops going to work. There's five kids to support. Just stops. That's how much. That's how badly this affected him. He gave up. He just threw in the towel and called it quits. Now my mom has to pick up pieces. Pieces of a man that doesn't want to be put back together. How the fuck do you put someone back together if they don't want to be put back together? Kicking and screaming. Treating you like shit the whole time just so you leave him? I don't know. After that, um, not much really happened. My dad stopped being... Communicated, communicative, words, communicative, right? Whatever. He stopped communicating. You know, he just walled himself up, you know, put up barriers around himself. Not to stop himself from being hurt, just so he wouldn't feel anymore. This wasn't a man who was trying to save the last piece of his heart. This is just a man who was 
sealing it up because he didn't want to feel. It's an insane thing to do. He had a family. He has a family. That's how bad it is that because of how I watched my father's uh, mental state and his position in the family structure deteriorate in real time, my respect for him just went out the fucking window overnight. Damn near immediately. You know? It's a terrible thing. The dynamic shifted. My mom had to pick up all this weight. You know, she had to bust ass 24-7 to keep us fed, keep us clothed. My siblings couldn't handle it anymore. So whenever they started turning 18, one by one, they would start leaving. Every two years, somebody, somebody would leave. Because every two years, somebody would turn 18. Mm-hmm. We used to go to, um, this is relevant. I'm not just segueing. We used to go to Vegas a lot to visit family. Mm-hmm. One time we went out there when my brother's 18, Steven, uh, my eldest. We were there for like a weekend, I think. I can't even remember what. Fourth of July? Christmas? Some shit. And then on the way back, we start packing up the van. We you know we're on our way out. And Steven doesn't get in the car. And we start driving away. And I turn around and look at my parents. I'm like, hey, we left we left Steven back there. We can't just leave Steven. What is he gonna do? You know? Our aunt's gonna not gonna take care of him and shit. And then my 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 mom just looks at me, and she's pain in her eyes. She's just like, He's not coming home. He's staying. He's going to live out here in Vegas. We didn't tell you because we didn't think you could handle it. I was like, that's it? I'm just not going to see him again? He's just going to live out here in Vegas. I'm like, 10. 10. The fuck am I going to do? How am I going to see him? I wouldn't be able to see him for like another eight years probably, you know? Thank God it didn't take that long. It took long. You know, I probably didn't see my brother again until I was like 16. Six whole years of not seeing him. Six. Mind-boggling. You try not seeing your brother for six years. Right? Like, you just imagine that. Like, you not being able to see someone for six years because they decided to do something. So, because of that, I started having a tough time with everything, you know. Because after my dad had his mental breakdown and he didn't want help, my older brother started to become the father figure to me. He was a go-getter. He was a good man. He is a good man, still. Because of that, you know, it was just a betrayal to me that he would just leave us because it was easier. It was easier than sticking around and... Feeling my dad getting drunk, yelling at my mom, getting into fights, yelling at us, shit like that. It's just easier to leave. I don't blame him. Now I don't. At the moment, I did. I hated him. Absolutely hated him. I resented him. How dare you? How dare you? That's 10. Why am I thinking like that? My concern should just be, I hope he's okay. I'm going to go home and play with fucking Legos. Instead, my I, I was pretty much flash-fired into adulthood. From my uncle's death forward, you know, or onward, whatever, where I was essentially forced to just grow up exponentially fast. And that's unhealthy. You don't learn how to do things that you're supposed to as a kid. I don't learn how to communicate with people properly. Because the only way I knew how to communicate was nonverbal. People don't know how to fucking talk nonverbal. You try doing it. I try doing it with you sometimes. You don't know what the fuck I'm doing. It's not nonverbal. We're not doing sign language. It's not. Yes, that is a form of nonverbal communication, yeah, but it's not what the fuck I meant. <laughs> no, I know, I know. You know, like you try looking at somebody and then making a face and then they go, I fucking got it. I know what you mean. Yeah. Who the fuck does that? You know, my dad did. I do. My family does. Who else does that? It's so fucking weird. Well, some people. That's my point, though, where yeah, it's just like that's my main form of communication at that moment was nonverbal. It still kind of is. I still have moments where, like, I'll make a face at somebody and they'll go, like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, oh, right, sorry, words. I have to use words to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Right, stupid me, duh. 
like fucking people, right? <laughs> it's stupid. Honestly, it's fine to laugh. It really is because it, it's it's really stupid when you think about it where it's just. But sometimes they do get your gestures. Sometimes they get through yeah, occasionally, but not always, not always you know, yeah. because. I'm an idiot sometimes. No, it's just because it's a dumb way to communicate with other people. It's fine in a family setting if you're used to it, but I'm saying when you have to communicate with other people, fucking use words. You know, you don't make a face and then hope somebody goes, oh, I know what the fuck you're thinking. How terrible. I hated that movie. You know, like, you don't do shit like that. You know, like, you're right. Why did they cancel Firefly? <laughs> you know? But, um, so I didn't learn proper social skills growing up because of that, you know? Like I said, I was flash fired. Just into adulthood kind of forced to grow up and uh experience things that probably shouldn't have been exposed to me but uh going onward from that and everything i think uh around this time that was middle school i think was uh me still struggling with everything god i didn't even get into the meat and potatoes of this i had a mental breakdown in sixth grade because of this okay so it might have been sixth grade that this happened because I, I very well remember that I had a break from reality in sixth grade. Fucking insane, isn't it? Mm. That this affected me that bad where I just didn't know what was what. And I was just confused as a person. I had a life until this point. As much of a life as a kid can have. But hey, fucking look. <laughs> you know, like, don't knock it till you try it. You try being a fifth grader, right? It's just the time of your life. Yeah. It's supposed to be. And then going into sixth grade, oh, shit, you the shit around town. Let me tell you, you high <laughs> shit. <laughs> but, yeah, because of this, I had a mental breakdown. Second semester, sixth grade. It's all coming back to me. I had friends I don't talk to anymore because of this. I could probably name, like, four people off the top of my head that I don't talk to anymore because of this. I'm not, just because, you know. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, uh, <laughs> so you going to spit you look, it? Or? I saw you looking. You I'm not, just because I want to be respectful and also because I'm sure they don't care anymore. I'm sure at at this point, what, like 10 odd years later, more? I don't give a shit what happened in sixth grade. But they probably didn't know what was happening. That's fine. I understand that. But what's knowing now going to do? True, An understanding? True, true, true. That's why he was so weird. That's why he was so alienating other people. Wow. I should really hit him up. Don't hit me up. I don't care anymore. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care anymore. It's fine. Shit happens when you're a kid, man. I understand it. I'm not going to sit here and go like, well, now I can be friends with you again. Oh, no. It's fine. I mean, <laughs> you got your own social circle. By all means, thrive in it. I'm just saying that like, at that point in time, you can see about how crazy it is because it's true, you know. I really became a terrible person. What happened in the mental breakdown? Oh, so much. Like I said, I couldn't tell what, what was what, you know. Mm-hmm. I started having these strange delusions and terrible breakdowns where I would just lie. Don't even know why. Don't even know. I couldn't tell you. I just started lying through my teeth about random shit that was meaningless. Not only that... I became incredibly alienating. You know what alienating is? No. Uh, alienating is when you make other people not like you. That's the ni- That's a good way. That's a nice way of putting it. Because like the actual definition is like literally making. God, I fuck it. Look it up. Not 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 you. But I'm saying like the listener can look it up. But alienating is kind of like when you just you make people not like you. 
As literally alienate yourself. Li- no, al- alienating other people. Other people. Yeah. In turn, it does alienate you, but it's it's mainly that. It's mainly, it's not so much making fun of somebody else. It's making somebody not like you. Mm. Like, <clears throat> truly, it really it's really what it is. Like, you could stand for something, and I would just fucking pff, alienate the shit out of you just because I thought it was funny to me. Mm-hmm. Just because I had nothing better to do. Now, let me give you an example of what uh, how bad this got. So, I think it was eighth grade, two whole years after, because nothing really happened. I mean, I had a mental breakdown. I lost some friends because I kept alienating them. I kept being a dick and, you know, just being a real asshole. I didn't do it to him. I didn't, sorry, I didn't do it to Jay here. Uh, just because I think at the time we didn't see each other a lot. That's why I'm still here. That's why he's still here. <laughs> but yeah, we uh, middle school was kind of rough. Me and Jose used to. Uh, it was weird. We I, were together a lot during elementary school. Yeah. And then as I, soon as we hit middle school, it was just like I barely I think, saw him. I think it was just because of the classes we had. Yeah, and we just had different. We classes. had different social circles at the time and because it was all we were like expanding. All the structure of the middle school was too. It's like yeah, very like diversifying. Like if you didn't hang, yeah, tech. Global citizens. Mm-hmm. All well, sixth stuff. grade, you didn't get to choose that stuff. I think for you were just placed in whatever yeah. academy they offered. Nah, I, fuck whatever. I don't, all I remember it wasn't until like seventh until I actually started seeing him again. Yeah, like the all of sixth grade, I did not see him. I maybe saw him once, and we said what up, and I was like in between classes, and then we had yeah. Go. So, um, but fuck, where was I? What was I talking about? Um. Uh, you were alienating people all through middle school. And you're giving us one one example. Yeah. About like how oh, you would alienate. Oh, right, right, right. People? So, anyways, um, so the good example of this was, um, you remember? God, should I use a real name? Does it matter? Uh, I don't you know. Need his I know. I know you might remember her. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think anybody at this table might remember. Fuck it, I'm gonna say it. Mariah. Remember Mariah? <laughs> yeah. You don't gotta tell Mariah. me because oh, I remember. All right, cool. I she was super used, dope. I should have used a different name. <laughs> <laughs> Mariah was really cool. Yo, I was there. I, I don't think I was. She there used to sell me shit. shirts in middle and Grant. But I remember. No, when hey, I went. let me tell you. You remember this because you heard about it. You weren't there though. <laughs> I wasn't there. I said I heard you told about me this already. I oh, remember. Okay. It was yeah. But this is a good example of how much of a piece of shit I was because I I would just alienate people when they got too close. Yeah, it was kind of like your brick wall. Yeah, like I it's exactly what yeah, it was. I it would was. put up I would have put up barriers, and then whenever somebody got too close, that I didn't want them to get too close because they would see how broken I was. Yeah, I would just immediately do something, push them away. Mm-hmm. I was good at it. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> say so, what happened. So fucked up. He's um, really good at it. Thanks. yeah so she was running for student body president or whatever it was student council some shit and by this point in time i think i was seated next to her in a homeroom and we clicked we got along really well i would say at least that we got along really well um you know we started talking more you know having good times laughing joking and shit like that and then I don't know what it was. I think it was just because I was just in a shitty mood or just the fact that she was getting too close and I didn't want her to. Mm-hmm. That uh, I just instinctively started being an asshole, you know. She was telling me about how to get people's votes, you know. She was, like, giving out candy or whatever, some shit like that. Like, vote for me. I'll give you a lollipop. Whatever. Weird. Do what you got, it, right? It's fucking middle school. Nobody cares. 
But I remember for some reason I heard that and then I used that as an opportunity just out of instinct. I didn't even really think about it. I just went off. I was telling her like about how, again, mind you, we're in middle school. There's no reason to think this way. I started like going off about like bribes and how she's just, (laughs) you know, paying people off to vote for her. Some real stupid shit. Right, some real but it was shit. it was really alienating the way I was saying it was just like how, you know, why should people vote for you or anything if you don't really have anything to say, you know, you're just giving people candy in hopes that they vote for you. Why? Why is this so important to you? It's just so stupid that you're doing this. It's pretty dumb, you know. Just being a real asshole about shit. Raining on her parade. Essentially, you know, because I think at that point she was like, I think she did she win. I don't remember if she won. I think she was on her way to win. Yeah. I think she won. I think she won. Oh, well, good for her. (laughs) 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 Tremendous. Cut that. We got to cut that. (laughs) Come find me. (laughs) You know who that was meant for. (laughs) But, yeah. So I was just being a real piece of shit to her. You know, just really undermining what she was trying to do. And she was just doing it because it was fun to her. Right? Can't have that. Fuck you. Can't have fun. <laughs> Can't have that. Not around me. Nuh-uh. So, you know, I was being a dick to her and everything, and then she got real fed up with me and everything, and she was like, I was just starting to like you as a person and everything. You know, and she was like, fuck you. <laughs> and she ran out. She didn't even fucking stick around because she knew she had to sit down next to me. <laughs> so she booked it. She hightailed it the fuck out of that classroom crying, like tears, literal tears pouring down her face. She was crying. And I'm over here being like, I fucking showed her, you know, like an idiot. Because, again, I just alienated people who got too close to me. Now, uh, because of that, um, suffice to say, I wasn't popular. (laughs) 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 Yeah, How are you going to like the kid who always treats everybody like shit because it's funny to him? How the fuck are you going to have, like, why would you want to be a friend with that guy who's just going to, if you like something, he's just going to instinctively shit on you for it. You know, like, you don't want to fucking hang out with that guy. But you know who did? Other pieces of shit like me. Yeah, Yeah, he's right. Uh, (laughs) Because at the time, I was uh, pretty much alienated everybody in my friend group. Minus a few special people that I just didn't see a lot, Mm -hmm. you know, and who... Quite honestly, just held a special place in my heart, you know. So, because of that, I didn't really have a lot of friends. And then I met, I met another kid by the name of uh, Should I use his name? Yeah, dude, he's probably dead by now. It don't matter. I hear he's trying to be a nurse. <laughs> he's gonna kill a lot of people. I'm just gonna steal the drugs. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. I can't say that. We'll get sued. Uh, no, nah, he can't. can't afford a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I'll just use his nickname, Nando. I yeah. met this kid named Nando. And um, real junky piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, we started hanging out. Because, uh, again, at the time, I was still very much a broken person. You know, I didn't know what to do with myself. I didn't know how to communicate with other people and shit like that. And so he kind of gave me an outlet to just be like, you know, let's talk shit about other people. Let's fucking ruin other people's days because it's funny to you. And it's funny to me to watch. You let's know? have fun together. <laughs> yeah, let's have fun together. Yeah. <laughs> sure. So because of that, you know, I started palling around with him, you know. It was quite honestly just because he liked picking on people. And when, you know, somebody would get too aggressive about it, when, you know, because obviously 
not not everybody's gonna take shit lying down. Yeah. Somebody's gonna get mad. Somebody's gonna stand up to you. Someone's gonna throw hands. That's what I was for. Yeah. Yeah. Jose was the muscle. Essentially, I was the muscle. Because Fernando was like fucking ninety pounds wet. Yeah. At best. He was he was very, a very linking person. He was nothing but skin and bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, whenever it got too bad and shit like that, like your boy's here. <laughs> you know, I don't know how else to say it. You no, know, that's like, perfect the way to because because that's really what it was. It was an unhealthy dynamic relationship of just shit talking and when shit got serious. And it wasn't even that. It was just at that moment I was just so fucked up in the head that I just enjoyed that relationship. Yeah. You know, it wasn't even a friendship to me. It was a relationship with another person. Yeah. That I could do something of use to somebody else and not have to feel like a piece of shit about it. Even though what I was doing was God justifiably being a piece of shit to me, at least it was more of just like, what was I saying? Uh, How you enjoyed the relationship between you and Fernando without having to feel like a piece of shit. Yeah. I just enjoyed it just because, um, it gave me something to do. I don't know. It, it's, it's a weird way to say it. It was a very pers- uh, parasitic. No, what was it? No, I had a way of describing it. Symbiotic relationship. Yeah, It's a very symbiotic. You know, I needed somebody to talk to and he needed somebody to not beat the shit out of him yeah. or at least help him not get the sh- shit kicked out of him. Yeah. And then because of him, I, you know, I also met other friend groups and shit like that, or at least his friend group, which consisted of more assholes and pieces of shit like me yeah. who just enjoyed, you know, fucking raining on other people's parade and talking shit and being a real asshole. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that was like eighth grade. And then when ninth grade rolled around. I think once I hit the high school, I kind of realized that I didn't want to be like that anymore because I had like a probably solid year of just, well, not even a solid year, probably solid three years of my life from like sixth to eighth grade of just being an absolute cunt to other people, you know? So when I hit ninth grade, I was like, I don't want to do that anymore, you know? I don't want to just keep alienating people. I want to, something's wrong with me and I need to figure it out and try to fix it. That was um, in ninth grade or was it like almost... Um, like, like, like if you haven't heard, um, the episode on me, I, I kind of explained like eighth in summer of eighth grade going into ninth grade. I kind of like figured it out. What the fuck was wrong with me? Shit. Was it almost like that? Or was it just like you were in ninth grade? We were in ninth grade and shit. That's when it hit you. I went into ninth grade, I think, knowing that something was wrong with me. Oh, okay. You know, I went into it with, with eyes open that I was like. People don't do this. Yeah. You know, obviously what I'm doing isn't healthy. Mm -hmm. Obviously how I'm treating people isn't healthy. I should probably stop. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I had the notion in my head when I was entering ninth grade. Yeah, the thought was there. The thought was there. And I think what really helped it was just the fact that that specific friend group that I had in eighth grade that facilitated me and let me be a piece of shit to other people. Yeah. Disbanded. You know, they all went to different high schools and shit. The only per- yeah, I was gonna say that the only person that stuck around was Nando, mm-hmm. but by that time I was kind of getting tired of just, you know, palling around with him and just doing all that shit. I got like really tired of just doing whatever he wanted, mm-hmm. you know, because again, I I didn't genuinely have a personality until high school. I think, mm-hmm. I think my personality was just a walking gaping asshole. <laughs> it's funny but it's true you know yeah, like that was that's not a personality you know that's 
stupid. It's yeah. terrible. Yeah. That that would be a personality. It's just somebody walking around just spewing shit all over the place and people going like, wow, what a piece of shit. <laughs> and I want an asshole. Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah, like around ninth grade and shit like that, uh, I kind of got tired of just only palling around with Nando. So, you know, thank thankfully, you know, um, high school kind of really helped facilitate the fact that, like, you don't have to be in the same classes with people. Yeah. You know? There's specific areas you can go to and hang out and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. I mean, like, I started hanging out with more people that I used to know from, like, elementary school or, you know, stuff before the mental breakdown really happened and that weren't affected by it. That was my main audience. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to reconnect with anybody that I hurt. Mm -hmm. I refused. It's crazy. And I still remember ninth grade. And that's, like, the first. I think we had, like, maybe a couple of, like, two or three classes together. That's really when we actually started, like, hanging out again. From that day forward, I still remember it would be like, yo, like from this day on, we're meeting up before school because we would show up like before school yeah. and hang out like in the 100 building. On you that guys bridge. would, you guys would at least. I would yeah. always get there like right before the bell rang. Like, yeah. Well, when he would get there before the bell rang, that's where, where we would be like up on this like bridge looking out to the main street. We'd all just chill up there. In between the 100 and 200. Yeah. That's where we would chill. Oh, right. We went school. to Grant High School. Yeah, if you guys know where Should that I is. Should I not have mentioned that? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Sorry. <laughs> we'll cut that. Yeah, no, not staying in. I used to take the bus to school. Did you? Yeah. I didn't know that. Jensi used to live in Panorama, so she would have to take the bus like at five in the morning. Jesus. Yeah, and since she would just chill by herself, like I was, I told her, I'm like, hey, I don't mind taking the bus with you. So I would run a Jolly Donuts, get some donuts and coffee, whatever. What a good whatever. donut spot. I love that spot. Yeah, yeah. that spot is the and shit. Wait at the 167, like at fucking 6 in the morning, waiting for that shit to pass. I'll just text her and be like, hey, is it almost coming? Where are you at? Where are you at? <laughs> There's, there are times I'm where I'm running like, out of minutes, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Answer. <laughs> I got one text left. <laughs> I got one text I would, left. <laughs> I would oversleep, and she's like, we're barely passing Sherman Way, and I just book it, like just sprint. Oversleep. And there's times where like <laughs> I've missed the bus, and I'm just like, fuck. Yeah. I have to fucking walk. It's <laughs> like a 40-minute walk, too. It, well, 20 minute walk for my for you li- for me yeah because i would right. take the small Yo, street right. yeah because you would live right like right there yeah well because the small street like cutting through it like got faster. through like all that shit yeah. yeah but since like i was already on cold water i'm like fuck now it's gonna be like 20 yeah. minutes like mm-hmm. just fucking suck it up and start walking she'd get off on like victory and be like let's just go to mcdonald's like, <laughs> fuck that let's go to burke <laughs> shit. those french toast and we're not shit. sponsored hey yo no no free rides no free rides no free rides yeah, right. but yeah um this Going podcast back. not brought to you by Burger King <laughs> or McDonald's or McDonald's <laughs> fuck or both those places <laughs> <laughs> or Jolly Donuts <laughs> or no, uh, we no, could get sponsored no. by we, Jolly we Donuts. We could probably get sponsored by. <laughs> 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 let's, let's keep an open mind. Um, we're, lo- we're local only. They used, <laughs> <to> be, <laughs> they, they used to be only cash, but now they have Apple Pay. So. Oh, do they? Ooh, yeah, they, they moved do. up in the world. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but, get, but getting back to this whole high school, um, right? Yeah, I still remember. Like uh, ninth grade was like when we finally reconnected. And we were both like a mess, though. But. I don't know, somehow we made yeah. it through. Like I was saying, though, like, um, my main objective when it came to, like, building a friend group again was not to reconnect with anybody that I did hurt. Mm-hmm. Not to reconnect with anybody that I may have upset or, you know, been a dick to. Just because I wasn't ready to apologize. Yeah. Shit, I still don't want to apologize to people. Yeah. Get fucked if you want an apology from me. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
that's as good as you're going to get. Yeah. You know? What can I say to you, really? Like, nothing will justify how I felt, like, how I treated you as a child, you know? Nothing. What is that even going to do for you? What is me apologizing to you going to do? Is that going to change your world? No. I don't think so. It might make you feel better. Mm-hmm. That's it. So will soda. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good for you, but it'll make you feel better. It'll make you feel better. Have a Coke on me. Uh, not sponsored by Coke. This no. podcast not brought to you by Coca <laughs> Cola Company. Yeah. <laughs> I can make sure we never get sponsored by Coke right now. <laughs> I was going to say some shit. I was like, nope. Nuh-uh. Damn. But I remember your sister was going hard in the paint about the Coca Cola Company back in the day. And oh, I was yeah. like, Jesus Christ. That's not saying like you can't say that right now. <laughs> we'll like we never li- get sponsored by them again. <laughs> we live like five minutes away from Seven Eleven, so Deanna always had like a Coke problem. Like literally, she would drink like four pints. Coke the soda. Yeah, Coke within soda. like a half day. <laughs> four of them. That's too much. That's, yeah, too that's crazy. way too much. Four. <laughs> four of them. <laughs> and as soon as we ran out, she'd be like, "Mom, I need more Coke." What happened? We just bought like three. Guess who had to go get them? Me. Was, oh, okay. Not even fucking ask. her. You didn't even wait for me to ask. You <laughs> just went for it. Just fucking me. Fuck. She gave me five bucks and, you know, you had the specials two for two. I remember that. I yeah. think it was around. Uh, that was the shit. Back back then when it was like, you want to go to Seven? I got to yeah. buy soda. And I was like, why you got to buy soda? Yeah. They drink it all the fucking time. Two all right, for cool. Two. So yeah, that's exactly yeah. what you say. Yeah, two for two. Now they're two for five. Thank, thank bullshit. you, inflation. Yeah. Like, awesome. Uh, well, great. Hey. We're not talking about oh. the economy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Reel it back. <laughs> Bring it back now. Bring it back. Oh, but continue, sir. But yeah, in uh, high school, that was like mainly my objective. Find people who I didn't hurt. Find people from my past that you know I did have a healthy relationship with. Mm-hmm. Ergo, this man right here to my right, Jay. Jay. Yeah, what up? You know, met him in kindergarten. Yep. You know, had a, I had a great friendship with him. You know, all throughout elementary school, even when he wasn't around and shit like that, like, still remembered him and shit, you know. Mm-hmm. He had that much of an impact on me. Mm-hmm. So, even in middle school, you know, all of our interactions were fairly healthy. I don't think I ever really picked a fight with him. Yeah. You know, I didn't really try. Not with him. I don't, I even since seventh grade when I started transitioning into that group slowly, that shit was crazy. We yeah. still had like a pretty decent like relationship, even though at that time we were both going through completely different things. But I was more in like like shut down and closed and just keeping people out because fuck them. But and I just lashed out. Yeah, so it was like two different aspects of just we mm-hmm. never like as lashed out at each other or anything. We always yeah. had a very decent relationship. Couldn't tell you why. Yeah, it was I don't, I really don't understand why. Like out of everybody that I really alienated and went out of my way to hurt. It astonishes me that I never thought about him, you know, to to go after Jay like that. Thank God I didn't because holy shit, like we wouldn't be here. Right yeah, now. we wouldn't be here right now, and I would, I probably would have felt really guilty about that one. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody all the, else in that, group all the was everybody like, else, fuck him. In that, <laughs> good luck getting that apology. <laughs> everybody else in that group was just like, uh, I'd lash out, they'd lash out at me. It was just like a bunch of fucking dickheads. Yeah, it was it was a really dumb group. Um, it was also a lot. I think that helped me quite a bit in middle school. It was just finding, I guess, these assholes or like all them at the time being like, yo, I can talk shit to these guys. I can, all this like pent up frustration, like, yo, I can take it out on them. And it won't be like fucking 
They won't take it up the ass or anything. Yeah, we won't be bitching yeah. about it. Like I had they'll, to be like, they'll give it back. Yeah, had to be prepared for what came back. But I was mm-hmm. like, I gotta be extra prepared and come back for that comeback. Oh yeah, that's how my planned days would go. When I finally started integrating myself into that group, was when lunch hit, I was like, I gotta be ready to just roast the fuck out of these. To guys. give you an example of what type of group we were, we were the Mean Girls. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Honestly, mean boys. <laughs> yeah, we were the. Don't say that. No, Mean Girls. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast not brought to you in part by Mean Girls. Yeah. <laughs> the movie. Yeah. But we I love, love Lindsay Lohan. Oh. Yeah. Oh, hey. Oh, whoa. Oh, all right. We love cool. Both. And safer too. <laughs> all right. <laughs> She's doing terrible now. I know. She looks like a cokehead. Well, she is. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> she is. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. But yeah. So. um but yeah, like from ninth grade onward, it was just mainly that build a healthy friend pool and a friend group, whatever you want to call it. Exponentially, mm-hmm. once I started connecting with people on a more proper level, when I realized that I just had to communicate using words and expressing feelings and stuff like that, I wasn't great at it. Wasn't great, you know, because again, it's shit that you're supposed to be doing your entire life. So to have a stopgap, this isn't college. You can't take a year off and then be fine. You take a year off of verbally communicating your feelings and what you're thinking. Holy shit. Are you going to have a hard time with anything? Mm-hmm. Anybody like anybody having an opinion, you would have to mimic mm-hmm. a lot of ninth and 10th grade was just mimicking mm-hmm. because I had to catch up. You know, you like this thing. I like that thing. I never heard about it, but I like it because you like it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, definitely. No, I agree. That that was just that was my mentality was just fake it till you make it, learn enough, and then establish your own parameters for that. Yeah. Which is a again, is a weirdly adult way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. It's an adult's perspective in how to be a kid again. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's really weird. But that was just what I had to go through, you know? It didn't even matter if I didn't even hear what if I if I didn't know what they were talking about or anything. I just wanted to be part of the conversation for once. Yeah. That was in a productive way and not in a hurtful way. And I guess that really affected me a lot because for like two years, yeah, like ninth and 10th grade, like I said, it was just mimic, you know, you like this thing. I like that thing. Why not? I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about, but I like it. So Hannah <laughs> Montana know? was your shit. I loved Hannah Montana. Let me tell you. <laughs> not sponsored by them. Not sponsored by them. Or but, Disney uh, products. Or Disney products, yeah. <laughs> but if Billy Ray wants to, you know. Yo, Billy Ray, you're my dog. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing better than Miley right now. She must feel sad about that. She still has more money than him, so. No, Does no. she? Nope. Yeah. Not Does with she? that new song Billy Ray put out. Never hit number one. He hit number one? Yeah, he actually did. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Yeah. That one rapper dude. What's his name? Little Nas. Oh, the one yeah, that came Old out. Town Road. Came out, right? Yeah, that's Billy Ray right mm-hmm. there. He made money with that one. Yeah, it was his song. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. Take that back now, Billy Ray, number one. Woo. Okay. <laughs> Not sponsored by but Billy Ray. Like yeah, <laughs> but I want to be sponsored <laughs> by Billy Ray. I would like to be sponsored by Billy Ray. Don't break my heart, Mikey. Break your heart. Here's a good example: Wrangler jeans. <laughs> Not sponsored, but a Billy Ray will fucking hook it up. Yeah, will it be sponsored by Wrangler? Yeah, I'll fucking be sponsored. I don't care. I already wear Wrangler. <laughs> I got my vote. <laughs> Billy Ray could just give us three thousand each. I'll be fine. Oh yeah, I'll talk about whatever the fuck he wants me to talk about. <laughs> I'll talk about all the Billy Ray Listen, songs he's made. The second we start making money off this, oh, I'll be whore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm I'm taking into consideration. Constitution makes a lot of money. Listen, I'm not knocking it till I try it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be that scene in Wayne's no, World. Sh- when, they, 
You remember that scene where they're doing like the whole like who would who would use sponsorships that way? It's so gross, and they all have like the Pepsi cans yeah. out. And then they <laughs> just wear, face like, it to Nike the camera, shoes. right? Yeah. And yeah. Just, like, zoom in on the <laughs> That's gonna be us. <laughs> Tremendous. We're gonna be wearing like Adidas jackets and shit. <laughs> I remember when I saw Wayne's World. Um, I was like, "Why is Austin Powers there?" <laughs> like, I literally thought Austin Powers was a real person. Like that's oh, his name. Shit. Hey, did you know you also play Doctor Evil? Yeah. All right. And that's why I was like, does it, I'm like, does everyone know that Austin Powers is Doctor Evil? How does that work? And like, oh no, what know, a secret! Oh, I know. And now, when like when I got older, and it all hit me that you know his name's not even Austin hey, Powers. Everybody, get gather around. Let me tell you a secret. <laughs> you know, Austin Powers also the Doctor Evil. Doctor Evil. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I was stupid as fuck. Yeah, those movies are great. That's fantastic. But yeah, for uh, like ninth and 10th grade, it was a lot of mimicking mm-hmm. uh, to get back into it. Again, it was just mainly to, I get it was so weird the way I think about it now is literally building a repertoire, like a little resume mm-hmm. of just being like, I have to know about stuff, you know, mm-hmm. when before I didn't, I could just mock you viciously about shit that you liked because it was funny to me. Whereas now, like, I want to be part of the conversation, so now I actually got to know what the fuck you're talking about and care. And for, like, those two years, I really didn't want to be... It's going to sound weird to you because you know me now. Mm-hmm. I didn't want conflict back then. Like, I was so used to alienating people and driving them away that at that point in time for, like, ninth and 10th grade, I just didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. To that extent where I didn't want even to disagree with somebody. It was that extreme to me. That's strange, yeah. You know? Even if I didn't know what the fuck you were talking about and you were talking to me about it in detail, I would do that thing where I would just nod my head and go like, yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember that scene. I remember that video game, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. That was cool. Cool. It's crazy. And then, like, the second somebody else showed up and they were like, yeah, but that sucked, didn't it? I'd be like, yeah, didn't it suck? You know? Yeah, it would be that bad. That was me in elementary school. Just because, like, exactly yeah, that. that. Was me in elementary it was exactly, school. it was exactly that though. Whereas, just like learning to have your own opinion about things mm-hmm. became a necessity at that point because I couldn't just keep doing that. Mm-hmm. I couldn't just keep going like, yeah, that's great. And then when somebody came in and they were like, no, it's not. And then they would start having an actual debate about it instead of just calling each other a dickhead or whatever. You know, when they actually wanted to discuss it. At that point, I was at a loss. Mm-hmm. How could I do that? How do I talk? How do I discuss things that I don't know about? You know? Shit like that. So, for, like, a very long time. Oh, not. Well, yeah, I guess, yeah, relatively long, you know? Because it's, like, five years of my life. Three of not knowing how to communicate and then two of speeding. Th- yeah, speeding through how to communicate, you know? So, I met you in 11th grade. So, yeah. when you finally learned yeah, when I finally kind of got a threshold about what kind of person I was and the type of person I wanted to be and stuff like that, you know, that I think that was around the time you actually met me when yeah. I kind of settled on a on on who I was as a person and then being able to form my own ideas, my own thoughts and stuff like that. I didn't need to mimic other people, mm-hmm. you know. I didn't want to do that anymore because it was exhausting, mm-hmm. you know. There's only so many times you can hear something, you know, like this song's the best, where you're like, that's really not, you know, or stupid shit like that, you know. But, yeah, like, uh, I think 11th grade is really when I settled into who I am now, mm-hmm. you know. And then from there onward, it was just getting more comfortable with communicating. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, for the longest time, I mean, shit, you know. You've known me. Everybody at this table, all three of us, know how hard it is for me to communicate sometimes. Even to this day, I still struggle. You're one of the most effective speakers I've ever met. I had to be. I had to be. That's the only reason. I needed to be able to communicate, so I needed to be able to speak properly. I needed to be able to effectively say what I wanted to and make a point of it. So that way you would know what I was saying. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason. If I really wanted to, you know, or I think at that moment, if I really just wanted to continue to mimic, I probably would just be doing that to this day. You know, Rare, very rarely do I mimic anybody. The only reason I would mimic somebody is if it's I just. Troll. No, if I just met him. Uh-huh. Uh, but that's just because it's flattery. You know, you would mimic someone to make them feel more comfortable around you. Yeah. Not mimic as in what they're saying, but like mimic their body posture, their, you know, their body language. Ba- yeah. yeah, body language that, mm-hmm. you know, just to make them feel more comfortable. Also, I've kind of gotten used to communicating with other people outside of like our friend group, like new people and shit like that. I mean, you've seen me around people I've never met before. I can have a good time yeah. now. Back then, nuh-uh. no fucking way. Back then, I would not be able to to have a proper conversation with anybody for more than like 10 seconds. It was really hard when I first met you. It was um it was like I knew you because I knew Edson. Mm-hmm. Right? And then I would talk to Edson and you'd just be standing there like Yeah. No yep. nothing. Like you'd just be standing there. Yeah. I and I'd literally go up to you and be like, What's your name? And you're like, Nothing. Mm-hmm. Just nothing. And I'm like Kay. Oh, it's because of everything that happened to me that I just learned that I enjoy leaving a private life. I enjoy leading a private life so much. I just do. And then I've kind of learned through like all that like um, crash course about communication and everything that you don't have to talk if you don't want to. You don't have to say anything if you don't want to, you know. It's entirely up to you if you want to join a conversation or not. If you just want to be a part of it and stand there and just be an observer, by all means do it, you know. But if you're not comfortable with the situation, then you don't have to be a part of it. I feel like I just like peer pressured you to tell me. Which is fine. I mean, if I really didn't want to tell you, I wouldn't have told you. You only told me because we became like dance partners in the play. Yeah. You're like, I guess you have to know my name now. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I, was like, I guess. Uh, yeah, you're right. See, because at that moment, uh, it was because I only auditioned because I wanted Edson to be in it. Mm-hmm. Because Edson wanted somebody else to go with him so that way he doesn't feel alone. Mm-hmm. So that was the only reason I was doing it. That's why I wasn't invested in it. Mm-hmm. That was the only reason why I didn't talk to anybody. It was because why waste my time communicating with people and talking and socializing with somebody that I'm never going to bother talking to again? Look at us now. And look at us now. It's crazy. Yeah, that's mainly my mindset when it comes to certain things. Like I said, now I've gotten way better at it. Even if I'm not going to see another person again, I'll put in the time. I'll talk to them. I'll hang out. I'll converse, you know, or converse, whatever, and just try to have a good time. Just because it's like, I'm in the fucking moment. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to do that shit anymore. Like how awkward it is to just sit there and not say anything. And then when somebody cracks a joke, you kind of just laugh to yourself. Like you look like a fucking psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love this. it. I love it so much when you just chuckle at something so quietly and people go like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Did he laugh at me? Like, oh, no. I'm going to, my face is going to end up on a poster board somewhere. You know? <laughs> Missing. Have you seen me? But yeah, that that just goes into it where it's just like I kind of had to I had to teach myself all this shit that I was just lacking. I still struggle a lot with matters of the heart, like when it comes to speaking emotionally, mm-hmm. I guess. 
Is that a thing? Yeah, uh, it is. Emotionally speaking, some shit like that. Uh, but when it comes to like how I feel about another person, you know, uh, when it comes to well, what's that the love language, mm-hmm. right? I'm nonverbal. That's my love language. My uh, it's not acts of service. It's not acts of gifts or whatever the fuck it is. It's um, I can't remember all of them, but it's uh, it's one of the nonverbal ones. I can't. I'm not comfortable expressing myself in that way where it's like I can look at another person and then constantly be like I love you you know you're like the sun and the stars and it's like because to me it's just like I had to learn how to fucking communicate alright like <laughs> you ain't you, shit yeah, out of I me. was like you fucking swear you're gonna get me to like articulate emotional feelings yeah. <laughs> recite after I just learned how to socially articulate thought yeah. like one step at a time. I'll get there. <laughs> I, honestly, I'm not even joking. Like, one step at a time. I understand that it's funny, but it's also just kind of like, that's just where I am. You know, I'm not emotionally stunted. I'm just emotionally inarticulate, yeah. which is bad. But I mean, you're good at, like, poetry and shit, so. Yeah. I mean. I like doing that. Yeah. That's fun. That's a good outlet. That also helped, too, like, writing a lot, like, as a, uh, uh, in, like, high school. It really helped me, like, kind of focus on, like, ideas and ideals and, you know, what I Stuff like that, like goals, you know. I feel like that's really important. Uh, it's just, um, is that mm-hmm. and everything. I just, I'm still not on good terms with my father at all. I mean, we still live together, but that's about the the end of it, you know. He sleeps in another room. I sleep in mine. My mom sleeps in a different room. We all have our own rooms. That's just how it is, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame to see it that way, you know. Mm-hmm. I have a better relationship with my family, you know, my siblings and stuff. Yeah. I stopped resenting my brother, mm-hmm. but... When I first started seeing him again, like, uh, going back to, like, age 15 and stuff, I hated him. And, again, this just goes back to the, like, the same, around the same time when I didn't, I didn't really have an idea of who I was. I, I couldn't tell you why. Oh, I mean, I could tell you why. It's just because it gave me abandonment issues. Mm-hmm. When my brother left and then subsequently after every two years every, everybody else would leave, mm-hmm. it gave me abandonment issues. Yeah. It really did. Truly. Because you felt alone. You were safe. Yeah. It was just, you know, me and the fishes, you know, nobody else. But I've gotten better at it. I learned to not look at it that way. I learned that, you know, he did what he did because he wanted to. And I shouldn't shame him for that. You should never feel ashamed for wanting something. Never. You shouldn't let other people make you feel ashamed for wanting something either. So I get it, you know. I understand it. Like, if I was in his shoes and everything that just happened happened and I was his age and, you know, uh, Essentially, if our roles were reversed, you would have dipped. I would have dipped, too. Yeah. I would have gotten the fuck out of Dodge. So that's why I can't really blame him, you know? That's why, like, all that hate and resentment that I initially had for him kind of dissipated over the years because I just kind of came to terms with the fact that, like, this is just what people do when their household isn't healthy. Yeah. They leave. But, um, yeah, I think that's about the gist of it. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything specific you wanted to go into. I don't know. Because I'm just going about like that specifically how how that his death affected me. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really going into like relationships with other people or nothing like that. So I don't know if you want to talk about that topic, right? <laughs> we could talk. That's a whole episode. Yeah, that is. Um, do you have any input, Jay? No. Just mainly because I already knew most of this. So. Me too, but you know. Fantastic input from our own producer here, Jay. <sighs> yep. That's why I've been quiet this whole podcast. Sorry, co-producer. Co, I own this bitch. Nah, <laughs> nah it's co. Huh? <laughs> it's, it's a triple co. Uh, excuse me, it's two co's and an executive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll figure it out when my lawyer's getting Is it because I'm a woman? 
No, I'm just kidding. Fuck Do you that. want it to be because you're a woman? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, right. I'm not bitch. There we go again. We just alienated another third of our audience. Sorry, Great. quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Non-existent. What Non-existent. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There, there it goes. <laughs> we just alienated the remaining five percent of our audience. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, that sucked. So you have no questions, Jay? Cool. Cool. What about you? I mean, I wrote some down, but they're all kind of like answered. Oh. All right. But perfect. I honestly like okay with like the ending of this episode. I guess um, it's crazy how like death can do so much. Mm-hmm. Not just for you or like for Jay. It's like for what it everyone does the around, around you. you and like a lot of like people to this day still get iffy when we bring up that subject yeah you know like Cause it's, it's not a comfortable it's subject. not a comfortable subject but the thing is it's it is because it happens like we it's unpreventable mm-hmm. i mean it's preventable to an extent but everyone has like a timeline yeah so it's just kind of like listen man you expire just like milk yeah exactly. ain't no shame in that and you know it's it's something that should be talked about instead it of it should Hidden in the cupboards, you know. I think it's just because it makes it people uncomfortable to be faced with their own mortality, mm-hmm. you know. People don't like the idea. It's not that people don't like the idea of death. It's just that people are uncertain about what happens after. Exactly. And that's what makes people scared about it. And then that was, it, it can be an uncomfortable subject just because of that. Yeah. The subject of death by itself on its own should be absolutely talked about. Exactly. should be absolutely, you know, understood mm-hmm. worldwide. And it should. And then if you, you know, subscribe to a certain school of thought about what it is that happens when, you know, we kick it, by all means. Yeah, you do. Subscribe you. to it. Yeah. Yeah. No one's going to stop you. No. I certainly don't let me stop you, you know. Yeah. Like, it, I'm not going to spend an hour of my time telling you there is no afterlife. Like, And I shouldn't have to, honestly. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's fine. I'm not going to challenge your beliefs yeah. because they're your beliefs. Exactly. You have a right to them. This cool. This is it. That's it. Yeah. Right. Well, whoever's listening. Do you want me to give advice or anything? <laughs> yeah. Um, if someone else is going through the same thing as you. What, right? a, what a certain amount of events <laughs> they have to go through, right? <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, it's like you have to help yourself out, right? So how would you help your dad? How would I help my father? Yeah. How do you help someone who doesn't want to be helped? You can't really. All you can really do is just hope that person, you know, comes to their senses about it, that they want help, that they can seek help. All you can do is really try to support them. But you shouldn't have to hug rose stems, you know? Does that make sense? I know it makes sense to you. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. Rose stems? What are on rose stems? Thorns. Thorns. Yeah. You don't have to hug rose stems. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because you're just going to bleed. I heard you don't have to hug roast ham. I was like, oh, what? sorry. No, roast <laughs> ham. <laughs> <laughs> roast ham. I was like, yeah, why don't do would that you either, hug roast ham? You're going to get greasy. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> roast ham. Hold up. I fucking want ham now. <laughs> <laughs> but the I don't know about it, the advice I could give to other people about that stuff because that's not really up to you. Um, they should seek professional help. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. That's not, uh, when it comes to something like that, that severe where you just immediately delve in alcoholism and beating the shit out of your wife 
and treating your kids like shit, you're not going to think that you need help. No. You're going to think they need help. I don't know about that. I don't know about I that. Mean, no, you could cut no, that out, please. I, sh- no, we're <laughs> keeping that. That's staying in there. It's mainly just about you don't think you anybody can help you. Mm-hmm. So it's a very hard mentality to try to break into and, and to help somebody. They would really have to essentially hit a rock bottom somewhere, and, you know, he hasn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's... He's coming around a little bit where he tries talking to me more and more, but the damage is done. You can't build the house on, you know, a faulty foundation. You have to rebuild the foundation. Mm-hmm. And until he's willing to do that, you know, he's not going to get much. Yeah. Yeah. The only advice I can give to anybody else out there who is kind of struggling with what I went through. It doesn't even have to be that, the whole spiel specifically. Maybe you just struggle with communicating. Maybe you just struggle with emotionally articulating yourself. Maybe you just struggle with... You know what we were talking about? Like, you just mimic people because you don't know who you are. You know, you don't have an idea about who you are. Figure it out. Honestly, that's what I did. Start doing stuff, you know. Try out everything available to you that's free. Mm-hmm. Do that. Listen to listen to music on YouTube until you find something you like. Delve into that genre. See what that world's about. You like writing? Write a shit ton. That's what I did. I have, like, a fuckload of notebooks just lying around. Of just random thoughts that I had. They don't even have to be good. Just enough for you to articulate, you know, what you're feeling, what you're thinking and stuff like that. Start trying to have ideals. Start having goals about something, you know. And it sounds like it's a lot. It's really not. Because if you can do that now at a young age, figure out who you are and who you want to be. Even if that even if that changes, that's fine. But the faster you can do that for yourself... God, the more better you're going to be cemented in life. You're not going to be around here doubting yourself. You're not going to be thinking that you're a fraud or dealing with imposter syndrome or whatever the fuck people deal with out of here. You're going to be more comfortable with who you are as a person. And that's the only advice I can really give you. If you feel like you need help at all, by all means, seek out help. Get a therapist if you really need one. All right, and with that, I think that's a perfect place to stop on this episode. Anything else you guys want to say to maybe? No, just thank you for listening and giving us some of your time today. Um, I know this episode kind of dragged out a little bit long, Yeah. Um, but that's just because we had a lot to cover. Well, so this is Jackie. This is Jay. This is Josie. And thank you for listening once again.